and welcome to the Pit Ins Podcast. This is episode number 120. I am the host, Angelo, and back with me this week is my trusty sidekick, Mr. Michael. Hi, I'm trusty now. Um, I, you sat through a half an hour, no, 45 minutes <laughs> of crazy problems on yeah. my end because I'm trying Not to change. Idea. See, I was trying to change up our recording pattern and work off of, like, because for those who don't know, I record the show off of two computers, and I was trying to condense it to where I was could just record off of one, and apparently life said fuck you, and didn't let me do that, so I had to go back to the old thing, and it just took forever, and I, I yeah, words and stuff. <laughs> I tried real life hard. Is hard. I, dude, but I tried real hard to do some test runs before we recorded. I was, like, contacting everyone, and it just didn't come together the way I expected to, so when it came time for us to actually record, everything was like, no. Ah, uh. uh, so... We had some GPs, though, that we need to go over real quick, and the first one is in Shanghai, where 900, nice round number there. Yeah, I know, right? Mm, odd. Uh, showed up to play them some standard, and we had all of 118 players on day two. Now, our day two breakdown on this one's a little different than what we've been seeing. Like, we've been seeing a lot of uh, Esper Dragon, uh, Abzan, and Red, basically. So our top three decks is Abzan, um, and that's Abzan Aggro with uh, 19%, Abzan Control with 12%, and uh, while we're at it, let's add Abzan Megamorph, and that had uh, 3.4%. So that's a total of 35% of the field was different Abzan decks. Uh, then we had Red Green Dragons show up with uh, 10% and Marty Dragons at 10%. Yeah. So that's really a fall off for Esper. Uh, they only had six yeah. decks making day two. Atarka Red did have 8%, so like that's still kind of there, but not quite. Still, yeah, that's... It's so not, what it's you not as high as, no, especially with it winning a pro tour and whatnot. Right, but however, with Abzan Aggro really beginning to take up the field, like, Abzan Aggro yeah. just is so bad for a Tarka Red. Mm-hmm. Like, the worst thing a Tarka Red can ever see is a turn two fleece main line. Like, yep. they're just like, shit, I really don't, I have to go wide now, and if, it, if that doesn't work, they're just screwed, so. Like, I don't have a lightning strike, well, I gotta draw one. Yeah, it's just like, I need stuff right now, or I am dead, so. That kinda makes sense that a Tarka Red didn't do as well with the glut of Abzan aggro that showed up in the format. Even the Altus on Megamorph can be a problem, cause if they can get a Deathness Raptor, and then if they bring it back with a Den Protector, and they're still above like five, that Obzon Megamorph deck is in great shape. Yeah, they can really begin to value them out. But mm-hmm. they have to make it to, like, turn five or six to really begin to do that. Um, and that's kind of, like, why I don't think it's as good as the aggro version against it. Just saying. It, it's not, but, I mean, it does have the kind of endless, quote-unquote, creatures in Deathness Raptor. It does. Deathness so, Raptor, Dead Protector, just, you know, if you get mm-hmm. that loot going against them, it's it's bad for them. Mm-hmm. So, but, I mean, that's that's kind of the way our day two uh, thing broke down. We did have eight players who showed up in our top eight, and this just makes me giddy. Yeah. For obvious reasons. The top 16 was stacked. It was. Uh, so our, there, there were two players who just missed out. I wish they would have made top eight, too. Yeah, we're going to talk about one of their decks. Uh, we're definitely going to talk about that. They were the same 75, so. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that deck, because it's... Good. That's different. Uh, mm-hmm. So, our number one seed was... Oh, boy. Shai Hong Chen versus Hu Jin, uh, and Hu Jin wins 2-1. Li Bo goes up against Dev Sharan Sina. I've mispronounced that horribly, but, uh, <laughs> Sing goes 2-0. We have Lin Yang versus Nem Sung Wook, and Nem Sung Wook wins 2-1. Hey, that's the name. Yeah, we have, uh, Yang Dehua losing to Yuki Ichikawa 2-1. That's also a name. That just makes me giddy. 
Yuki's so, just been insane recently. Oh, I mean, he's just top eights left and right. Whether it's Pro Tour or GP, it's he's just there, man. He's solid. Yeah. Okay, so real quickly, um, we'll go over a few of these deck lists because we kind of have to. Mm-hmm. It's 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 contractual at this point, isn't it? Wait, there's contracts? I, I, yeah, you, you verbally signed it. Oh, okay. So we have, uh, Zai Hao Chang on Green Red Devotion. He's running 10 Planeswalkers. Those Planeswalkers are four Xenagos, three Nissa World Waker, and three Ugin. Because Wait, three Ugin? Three Ugin. Jeez. Well, when you have three Nick, those, that three Ugin makes no. sense. Plus that haven to get it back, so that's all. That's awesome. Twenty six oh, creatures. I'm sad. I know we have twenty six creature sets. Ten planeswalkers. Twenty six creatures. Twenty four lands. <laughs> no room for spells. Four elvish mystic. Four radical mystic. Four sylvan caryatid. Four horse crufix. So realistically, we actually only have like ten actual spells and ten planeswalkers. Like everything else is just well, producers. Seven of those planeswalkers just make dudes. So right, right. No, I'm not arguing that. I'm just. It's just like yeah. the. I mean, because. <laughs> Those so 16 cards I just named off are basically, well, Corsair's kind of a, a loose blocker. It's a threat. Yeah. Uh, but we have three Pelucranos, four Whisperwood Elemental, and three Dragonlord Atarka, because Dragon! Obviously. Have you seen that card? Uh, yeah, it deals five damage to things. It's an 8-8 flyer with Trample. It does that, too. It ends games quick. Sideboard consisting of four Genesis Hydra, two Hornet's Nest, four Seismic Rupture, because we don't want to kill things in the air with a deck that has nothing in the air but the Dragon Lord. That makes no sense. Uh, one Perfus, God of the Forge, three Arbor Colossus, one Xenagos. I would like to I see think one of the size. I think they wanted the Seismic Ruptures over uh, Anger because it doesn't kill Karyatid, and it's a turn sooner for against the Red Decks. I would still like to see, like, two Plummet. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about, like, why the Seismic Ruptures are in there, but I don't know about all four unless this deck has a bad red matchup, which, with all these expensive, like, turn four, turn five, turn seven, turn eight, turn five, like, unless you get an early Pelucanus, you match up against red's probably really bad. See, I don't think it is, because, like, a turn two Sylvian Karyatid is going to slow it out, okay? Or even a turn two Corsair. And if you follow that into a turn three Xenagos... Like, Xenagos is going to hold them at bay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Yeah, but there will be draws where you have probably a Rattleclaw, three lands, a Whisperwood, and a Nissa, and you're just not going to win. And that's why you mulligan that hand. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. That's an option, true. dude. You, you can mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. Um, that's interesting. You want to go over Hu Jin's deck? Hu Jin. He was on Green Red Devotion. Oh, hmm. yeah. Is the list yeah. not similar at all? Uh. There is a lot of variant difference. There is a lot of difference between those two lists. <laughs> There's only one Ugin, two Xenagos, and no Nissas. There is a Hornet Queen, 33 creatures. Hornet Queen, three Pelucridos, three of those Dragonlord Atarkas, three Deathness Raptor, two Den Protector, four Whisperwoods, four Karyatids, four Rad- three Radical Mystics, three Genesis Hydra, four Elvish Mystic, three Corsairs, and 24 lands. Four of those being Nikos and one Haven. And one Rugged Highlands. And why do I care about a Rigged Highlands? Because <laughs> life lands. And Cyborg consists of 15 cards. Oh, Jesus Christ. One of those is in there. <laughs> one Den Protector. One Xenagos. Four Nylea's Disciple. Two Hornet Nest. One Arbor Colossus. One Nissa World Waker. Two Ashkel Phoenix. Two Plummets. And the card Angelo is dreading about. One Dragon Throne of Tarkir. How do you know that's what Sec- I'm dreading about? <laughs> because it's there's one of those in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The card's well, second, so bad. Second, second GP top eight appearance. I mean, in the mirror, it's real good, but in general, that card is just so bad. Uh. <laughs> I mean, when you don't want Nylea for some reason to break the mirror, you go with Dragon Throne. 
I suppose. I mean, Nylee attacks Dragon Throne doesn't, but Dragon Throne, pu- Dragon Throne pumps bigger. It pumps bigger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not wrong. You are not wrong. So we have uh, Lebo. He's on Abzan control with three Elspeth, a sword, solemn visitor, four Corsair, four Siege Rhino because it's an Abzan deck, four Fleet Main Lion, two Den Protector, and a Tassiger. 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 That's the Golden Fang. Yeah, that's a little odd for Abzan recently. I've been seeing, well... Wingmate Rod has become, because Abzan has gotten so popular, Wingmate Rod has yeah. become a lot more popular. This is more of, like, the list you would see, minus, like, the Fleece Mains, and the Den from Protector. about a month ago. Right. Well, they started adapting the Den Protector before they adapted the Wingmates. Uh, supposedly true. So we have 12 instants, 4 Abzan, Charm, 4 Heroes, Downfall, 2 Bob Light, a Murderous Cut, and a Dromoka's Command. Only one. That's it. Sideboard, however, has two more with three John and Sorry, two Erishing Clerics, because red decks are a thing. Yeah. Self-inflicted wound, two duress, and a Johnny Mentor of Heroes and Ugin, one end hostilities, and a crux of fate. And there's four thoughts in the main board. Not sure if you mentioned those. I don't know if I did or not. I don't really care. Uh, I like the 1-1 one, one split on N Crux. What about uh, Dev Sharon's Sings deck, Mike? What are we doing here? Red, We're, we're dragons. Dragons! Dragons! Red, green dragons. Any different than the other deck? Uh, Three main deck Dark Lightning. Three main deck Dark Lightning. Yeah. He's got some Crater's Claws in there, and there's sorceries in this deck. What the hell? They're burned. Yeah, but, I mean, well, the, I guess the other ones are yeah. technically devotion. Yeah. yeah, this is just straight dragons with the storm breaths and the thunder breaks and the, you know. A couple sarcons in the sideboard, a couple roasts. Yeah. yeah, this is, this is a different deck, but it's, it's dragons. I mean, it's not, we're not, we're resisting this. It's nothing new minus the arc lightnings. Uh, I suppose. Lin Yang, green, red devotion. Uh, no, mm, no planeswalkers. Cool. Four CV unrids. So that, uh-huh. that's his value town. Right? Uh, four Elvish Mystic, four Rattlecloths, four Karyatids, four Whisperwood, two Boon Seder, four Corsair, two Sirach, three Pelucranos, two Hornet Queen, three Dragonlord of Tarkas. So. And that is the Dragons of Tarkia, Sirach. Yeah, Huntcaller. Yep. And so see the unwritten gets big stuff. Uh, three Hornet's Nest, four Nylea's Disciple, three Xenagos, three Nestle World Waker, and two Arbor Colossus sitting in the sideboard. And he went up against Mr. Namsung Wooks, whose deck looked like what, Mike? Uh, it was Obzon Aggro. It looked like that started with a Soren Solemn Visitor, followed by four Fleece Main Lions, four Death Dealers, four Rhinos, has Rhino, three Wingmate Rocks, two Air of the Wilds, Four Anaphens of the Foremost, three Thoughtseize, three Downfalls, two Dramocus Commands, four of those Obzon Charms, and a Singleton Valor Stance. You know, if it wasn't for the Siege Rhino, this deck would so, so want <laughs> fucking Collected Company. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, but geez, yeah, I can't lose the wing. Well, the Wingmates, too. The Wingmates. I'd say you'd probably trim on the wing on the Wingmates for companies before you start those Rhinos. Yeah, right. What's that sideboard Because, like... like it looks like a one of Dramoka's Command, a one of Glare of Heresy, three Self-Inflicted Wound, two Drown in Sorrow, two Duress, one Nissa World Waker, two Ultimate Price, one Arashian Cleric, one Wistwood Elemental, and one Archfiend of Depravity. Archfiend of Depravity. Yep. What the? Well, I guess you could bring that in against, like, Megamorph. It's good against the uh, Green-White Devotion decks. Yeah, I can see that as well. Like, the Green-White Devotion, the, you know, the Green-White th- Megamorph. It's not, I don't think it's horrible, like... Against, like, the red deck? I do, because it comes out on turn five. It does, but, like, from your main deck, you're pro- well. The thing is, on turn five, if yeah. you've survived with this deck, you've won. Like, well, Siege Rhino, yeah. playing a Siege Rhino is far more important than playing at Archfiend. Any strategy that wants to go wide, it shuts down. 
Yeah, it does, but I mean, it's I mean, a, against the against any decks though, too. It's like even if they have a whole bunch of mana dorks and like one dude, one big dude, like a Wispord and a Corsair, they're gonna just keep Wispord Corsair. Yeah, which could be a problem. So, in the end. Yeah, but like they're not getting much value off of the Wispord. Mm-hmm. True. True. So, Yuki Ichikawa, haha, ha, I get to go over his deck. Why? Because I'm the host of this show. <laughs> <laughs> what you say goes? <laughs> and well, that, you know, like, I have not been the person who's been, like, pushing Yuki in this country more than anybody else. Because this dude is <laughs> amazing at magic. Uh, we have three planeswalkers, all of them Elspeth. This is Absan Control, by the way. This is his take on it. This is not your normal Absan Control at all. We have four Seder Wayfinders. Yeah, Seder Wayfinder. It does he have no whips? <laughs> four Corsair Crufix, four Death Raptor, four Dead Protector, okay. four Seedrano, two Tassiger, the Gold Fang. Now, now I see where it works. That's the interaction. We have Tassiger four Thoughts and Devils. Yep. Uh, we have four no. Thoughts, two Cracks of Fate, four Obzon Charm, two Heroes Downfall. Uh, nothing else worth talking about. For some reason, he's got s- 61 cards. 61 cards. Uh, we have three. He wanted the second Tassiger, I guess. He did, or that second Crux of Fate, or the fourth Thoughtseize. Or the third Elsa. I've been seeing a lot of people trim at the three Thoughtseize, so maybe that's where it is. Yeah. Uh, of course, his whole deck's different, so it's hard to guess. It, it was probably he wanted the Thoughtseize in the board, but couldn't squeeze it, so he just moved it to the main. Right. Uh, we have three Arish and Cleric, three Drown and Sorrow, three Ultimate Price of Duress, two Nissa World Waker, two Dramogus Command, and the Sword Solemn Visitor. Yuki Ichikawa is a fucking boss. Yeah. Plain and simple. Like, he's the future of fucking Japanese magic. He's the top streamer in the world. Like, there's, there's just, he's just so fucking It's really a shame. So he got top the magic up on, streamer in the world. Yeah. Specifications. Magic streamer. Okay. This is a magic There, there might be have. some League of Legends fanatics watching right now and get offended. Well, if they're watching me, I have a problem. Cause like, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not. Listen, my bad. <laughs> so he beat up on They might like it. <laughs> he beat up on <laughs> Dan Duha. So, uh, what was Mr. D. Who asked? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was on some red green Dargans. Dargans! And this list. Main deck Altos, Siege is the Spice. Ooh, a burn away in the sideboard. Yeah, he's, and a got, running volley. he's running Roast over the Arc Lightning. Mm-hmm. And drop the Crater's Claws for the Altos Siege. Mm-hmm. How sweet. So, that was our quarterfinals. Uh, Hu Jin, he goes up against Mr. Singh, and Mr. Singh wins 2-0 to go to the finals to meet up against the winner of Namsung Wook versus Yuki Ichikawa. Yuki Ichikawa. Can this just be the finals? I kind of Can't that be the finals? I kind of wish it was. <laughs> Yuki Ichikawa <laughs> wins 2-1, and then he plays up against Mr. Singh and beats him 2-1. Yuki Ichikawa wins this damn thing. Why is he so good? Uh, I have no... Probably because he streams a lot. That's all I'm going to go with. He just plays yeah, so and, magic. Yeah, yeah, he does. Although his last Pro Tour finish was not exceptional. He day two, but it wasn't... Hey, typical. he day twoed after two consecutive pro, uh, top eights, so... No, he had a he had two consecutive ones, and then in between that and the day two, he had a twenty uh, second place. Ah, so uh, still twenty second. Yeah, thirty two I mean, at a four. He was like very consistent. Like I'm just gonna top thirty two all of these, and then if you, know. if you take someone who day twos always at pro tours, you win a lot of those pro tour drafts. You do, but you gotta still pick you know some crazy winners. Yeah, you gotta pick two within the top ten, you know. Because I have had him for all of them, and somehow I always lose. Yeah, Brad Nelson pulled through. 
Yeah, go eat it. Him and Raptor. <laughs> dude, that's what Raptor before. He finished like 300 when I took him. I was like, I'm never taking this dude again. I don't care if he is the best. Hey, I've watched some Magic TV from CFD, and he's very excited about this set, so I knew he was going to put in a lot of testing. Sweet. Look at you doing yeah. work. Research. Well, I don't even think it's research. Can you doing your homework? So, GP Florence happened as well. And everybody was playing. Wait, wait, we're, we're gonna skip over Mahara's and, uh. Oh, Jesus shit. Lists? My bad. There were 10th and 11th. Yeah. And they had I, a very spicy I set five. out of it. Um, so let's go over like that 75. Knock yourself out, homework. Makihita Mahara came in 10th place and Yuki Ichikawa came in 11th. Both were playing the same 75 and both were playing Dragon Megamorph. Yeah, there were that makes no sense. I called. There were twenty. I'm just gonna say this now. I called the deck five color dragon. I ain't calling it Megamore just because there's fucking Raptors in it. I have. Spent. I mean, if you want to call it five color, go ahead. But the red's only for Atarka. Doesn't matter. It's still five. And colors. there's no red facing lands other than Haven. I don't care. It's still five color. It makes more sense than Megamore. Why is it called Megamore? There's Raptors in it. Okay. <laughs> Yes, was. well, it's because they had want to push a fucking a mechanic. mechanic. They want you to yeah. fall in love with it, and there's no point in it. They want to remind you of how bad the name Megamorph of a mechanic is. Oh, that's so terrible. And how lazy. I want to know what they even tried before Megamorph was finalized. <laughs> Just to see how bad the others had to have been. Anyway, he had 20, they both had 27 creatures, 4 Den Protector, 4 Deathmouth Raptor, the Megamorph portion, 4 Shader Wayfinder, 4 Carrioted, 3 Coursers. And for the dragons. Three Dragonlord Ojutai, two Dragonlord Dromoka, two Dragonlord Salomgar, and one Dragonlord Atarka. Also, the white's only for the Dromoka, so whatever. Three Thoughtseize, those are sorceries. Instance, two Feltung Invocation, two Heroes Downfall, and a Singleton Murderous Cut. Lands of Note, four Havens, a Singleton Sandstep Citadel, a Single Temple of Deceit. Mm. On to the sideboard. We got ourselves one Corsair Crucifix, one Dragonlord Dromoka, two Foul Tongue Invocation, one Duress, two Bioblight, one Spell Conflicting Wound, two Ultimate Price, two Drown in Sorrow, one Utter End, one Crux of Fate, and one Silumgar the Dripping Death. Just all the dragons. The Argons, sorry Colagon, you're left out. Not allowed to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Colagon. She tried so hard. She did. She was like, I'm going to get here before everyone else because I'm fast. That was the and Yeah, she she got she arrived too early. And she it was, was so like, happy no. to get there. Yeah, she was so excited to get there. She arrived early but didn't get the memo that it was moved to a different location. So, hate yeah. when that happens. I know, right? you got to learn to be fashionably late so you don't – so you get to find out the party's been moved. <laughs> you get to be fashionably late so this party starts without you. <laughs> you gotta learn to be on time, folks. On time. On time. Never early. Never late. On and just time. so you know, on time means five minutes early. At least fifteen you know? to five to fifteen minutes. You know, never want to be you know a half hour early. That shit'll get you in trouble. Unless you. The ha- fuck unless are we lies. talking about? <laughs> talking about Cole gone being left out of the fun. And now we're gonna talk about GP Florence. Yes, where we had a big four hundred and thirty-two teams show up with forty making day two. Only 40? Nice, nice even number? Nice even number. So, the way they're doing this, and they switched the sealed thing for some reason. Like, it used to always be three and three when there was two sets. But for some reason, they switched it to four and two. So, these teams are now getting eight packs of dragons and four packs of fate to build their pools with. Uh, because you get 12 packs in a seal to build three pools. Because dragons. No. Dragons didn't have yep. shit all nothing to do with it. Oh. Oh. Does that make you sad? But dragons. But I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they rocked that down. Mike, you want to break down how the top four 
went? Because my computer's just acting stupid again. <laughs> okay, let me pull this up. Did not have that link open. Man, dude, I thought huh. you were doing your homework today, dude. You got to cover it for me. My my computers are acting stupid. Uh, there's there there we are. Uh, and what's, what's with your computer today? Jeez. I have no fucking clue. Like, it literally worked until five minutes before we started recording. Everything worked. Then it was like, oh, no, I gotta get on here with Mike and talk to him. And then it was like, no. <laughs> I don't like you. You're white. Damn. Alright. <laughs> In the semifinals, we had the first place team of Gardner, Orsini Jones, and Orsini Jones? Wait, what? Why does yeah. it have the guy, the guy there twice? Because there's both of them. But it's the exact same name. They're brothers. That have the same name? Orsini Jones, yes. That's, uh... Oh, that's the last name. Okay. <laughs> it took you long enough. <laughs> uh, against uh, the fourth-place team of Cohen, Steinborn, and Grimer. Steinborn, Cohen, Steinborn, and Grimer, wi- Grimmer win 2-0. Then we had Strong the three... German A's. Yep. We had the three-seed of Anteri, Royd, and Sajgalik against, uh... Maij, Raza, uh, Rosada, and Schaefer. Schaefer, Rosada, and Maij win 2-1. And this is why I usually do the names. <laughs> you got the last one? Can we do the finals? Show me how it's done. Uh, we have Cohen, Steinborn, and Grimer uh, as the four seed going into the finals against Maij, Rosada, and Schaefer. Schaefer, Rosada, and Maij wins 2-0 to take this down. Look at you making it look easy. It's, it is easy, man. You just read the letters that are on the screen. English <laughs> <laughs> language is not that easy. No, it's not. But, you do, what? No. No, I don't want cookies. Actually, I do want cookies, <laughs> but I don't want those cookies. <laughs> <laughs> those cookies aren't good enough for you? Not the ones on the computer. I don't need those. I just want the cookies that like cookie, cookie, cookie. Anyway, this was a limited, uh, <laughs> team sealed, and I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I quite literally, have yet to figure out how to cover this properly on the show. So that's what we're going to cover. <laughs> we know who won. Yeah. Congrats to our winners there, but we have a big one coming up here. We have the mocks. Yes. On the end of the year, Magic Online Championships broke down, and we had 16 players show up for that. We had Sebastian Pozo, who qualified with a Season 1 standard mocks. We have Antonio Del Moral Leon, who I believe he's a Pro Tour winner. Um, yeah. He got he's there. Yep, he got there in Season 2 with standard. We have uh, Lucas, Lucas Dusak. He got there in Season 3 with Vintage Masters Sealed. Uh, we have, Ooh, that was, yeah, that was the mocks he won. Uh, we have Daryl Ayers. He wins the Modern mocks in Season 4. We have Shintaro Ishii Murrah. He wins the con sealed mocks in season five. We have Marius Schwarze. He won. Schwarze. Yeah, he won the season six cons block constructed. Block Ooh. fucking constructed. We have Ole Rod. We haven't seen that. Yeah, right. We have Ole Rod season seven holiday cube sealed mocks. <laughs> uh, well, for a guy who's been playing a while, that's the format for him to win. That's absurd. I can't even think about <laughs> cracking open those fucking packs. Uh, I'm gonna play. I've only drafted it. I can't even imagine what a seals would look like. How right. many people are building sneaking show? It was probably uh, quite. Quite ridiculous, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Probably. So going from that, we have Jasper Dijon winning season eight with M15 sealed. Wait. wait. <laughs> kind of a fun wait, one wh- there. 
Well, I was M15 after... Oh, wait, never mind. Dude, I'm caught this, up now. These are the mocks. Don't, don't, don't fight it. Uh, we have Magnus Alanto. He won the Legacy mocks in Season 9. We had Nathan Smith. Concealed mocks in uh, Season 10. That one had Favorite Forges in it. It wasn't like your other Concealed I was talking about. Season 11, we have Alexei Tellerov. He won with Standard mocks. We have Martin Dang. Okay, okay so Season 12 got two people in. Uh, we had the finalist and the uh, semi-finalist. Or, yeah. Was that the one that messed up and they had to redo it and the finals kept it and Bingo. then get the semifinals? Okay. So we have Martin Dang, uh, Vintage Mastered Seals Mox. He's uh, also a Pro Tour winner. Yep, and we have Tim Divelbliss. He was a finalist in that same event. So... We have three other players, so who could those be? Well, we have Luckus DeChow. He was the Holiday Cube Last Chance Qualifier winner. That happened on, like, New Year's Eve. Jeez. We have Maxim Martin. He was the Mox Player of the Year. Uh, and then we have Lars Dam. He's your defending champion from last year. Because so we have, what, four or five known names? Uh, well, should be known names by now? The C. Antonio Del Monaleon. Uh, Shikaro Ishimara. Ole Rod. Martin Dang. Probably Lars Dan. Lars Dom. I mean, yeah, tell him all I know. Yeah. So, yeah, five, six, six. Yeah. It's not bad. That's a pretty third, a third of the field. It is a third of the field. Wow. So, not bad at all. Um, just goes to show paper and online can, you know, players have skill in one, they can have skill in the other. They can. So, they started out playing three rounds of vintage on day one. Ooh. Yeah, you have to Spice be good it. at all formats to be good at this. We had two players, DeJong and Magnus Alonto, finishing 3-0. Okay, so we absolutely have to go over their lists, because it would be stupid not to. I suppose. You suppose. Just well, who do you want to go over? Um, who, do you, who does Angelo want to go over? I will go over... I don't care. You pick one, and then I'll grab the other. It was Tellerov, and who else? No, it was DeJong and Magnus Lanto. Jeez, can't even listen. Okay. I'll go over uh, Jong's mentor control. Okay. We had four Planeswalkers, three Dak Faden, and one Jace the Mind Sculptor. Okay, you're confused already, aren't you? No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Dak <laughs> Faden. <laughs> I've seen Vintage Super League, I'm not confused. Two Monastery Mentors. I'm a bit surprised only two, but... Eh. Yeah. Sorceries, we have two Jutaxian Probe, one Ponder, four Preordain, one Time Walk, and one Treasure Cruise. Instance, 21 of them, one Ancestral Recall, one Brainstorm, two Dig Through Time, one Fire Ice, one Fluster Storm, four Force of Wills, three Gush, a Lightning Bolt, four Mental Misstep, one Misdirection, and two Pyroblast. As for Artifacts, one Lotus, one of each Mox, a Mana Crypt, a Sensei's Divining Top, 16 Lands. Which were two islands, one library of Alexandria, two misty rainforests, two deltas, four scalding tarn, a strip mine, two volcanic island, and two tundra. Two, four, five, six. So seven, eight lands that actually produce mana. Mm. Yeah, but all those other things. I mean, and library never really produces mana. Let's get real. Yeah, let's let's be honest here. And strip mine rarely produces mana. Mm. It's more common to produce mana from that than library. It is a little bit more common. On to the sideboard, we have one Monastery Mentor, one Balance, two Containment Priest, two Graft Digger's Cage, four Ingot Chewers, a that's, Kotaki Wars Wage. That's a card, man. Yeah, no. No, I mean, I'm yeah, serious. Very, Ingot Chewer is yeah. very good in this format. Oh, yeah. With all the moxes and everything? Yeah. That's why Dak Aiden's so good. One Kotaki Wars Wage, which is also really good in this format. One Mountain, two Rest in Peace, and one Wear Tear. Huh. Okay. 
I'm going to go over Pyromancer Control from Magnus Lantos. We have one deck, Faden, because, look, I shouldn't have yep. to explain this, but they have all these things in these decks called, like, Lotuses and Moxes, and you want to just take them. Just, is, it, is it horrible Moxen? Um, I don't care. I'm not going <laughs> to say I don't know, because you're probably right, but I don't care. That much I do know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that much too. Yeah. Uh, three Snapcaster Mage and four Young Pyromancer. Young Pyromancer is a house in this format. It is absolutely absurd and ridiculous, because people what, don't run what the rules. the best cards to go with them? What is one of the best? Yeah, I think the, it's right there under sorceries. Oh, okay. Well, we have Cabal Therapy. That one, yeah. It's really good with Young Power Manager. So is Demonic Tutor. <laughs> so is Gataxian Probe. So is Ponder. So is pre- Three Preordained. So we have Three Cabal Therapy, a Demonic Tutor, Four Gataxian Probe, One Ponder, Three Preordained, One Time Walk, One Treasure Cruise. Now, if you want to take a guess on why there's one Demonic Tutor, one Ponder, and one Treasure Cruise, it's because they're all restricted. And Time Walk, yep. but that goes with all the power nine. So we have 12 or 20 instants. One of those is Ancestor Recall. One of those is Brainstorm. Again, restricted. Restricted. It's not Legacy. Legacy is the Brainstorm format. Three dig through time, four force of will, three gush, <laughs> because gush is loud. <laughs> Unlike Lynn Legacy. Uh, you like, have gush, but no brainstorms. Right? And, well, and, one brainstorm. And you can have four mental misstep. Yep. Because that's not fair. <laughs> well, if you were playing moxes, mental misstep doesn't really hit those. It doesn't, but it does hit a lot of things. Oh, yeah. I mean, with brainstorm at one, it kind of turns, like, a lot of the good draw spells being, you know, restricted. Preordained, and it, it, it yeah. hits a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Therapy. Uh, so we have four artifacts. We have a Black Lotus, a Mox Jet, a Mox Ruby, and a Mox Sapphire. Okay. 14 no lands. Nope. 14 lands. Um, you don't need that many. <laughs> we have a sideboard that consists of one Pyroblast, one Dread of the Night, Ooh. one Electricery, four Graft Digger's Cage, four Ingot Chewers, a Mountain, one Null Rod, and two Pulverize. Yeah, and I guess the uh, other moxes were better with the Mentor because it triggers prowess. Yep. So the Pulverize, when you bring it in, that's what you're bringing the Mountain in for. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in case you were wondering, why well, is there a Mountain in the sideboard? Because you need to sacrifice Mountains to destroy all artifacts Pulverize. Or you have to pay six. It's easier to just sack Mountains. You'd also bring it in if you intend to bring in all four Ingot Chewers. You can. Just to... But I don't see why you bring in four ingotures and two uh, pulverize. Like that seems like over. Unless they're on the well, unless they're on workshop, then yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah, so because they're on workshop, it just kills their deck minus lands. Those are the two lists we're going to go over because we I could spend all day going over these and you know yeah. just reveling in things like balance being in fucking cart index because balance. <laughs> Dude, balance. There was a lot of workshops, this one. There was. There was a, well, workshops is something you can actually build fully online, so. Yeah. That does help it tremendously. <laughs> it looks like it was a workshop or, oh, there was a doomsday. Okay. I was about to say, it looks like it's either workshop or mentor slash fireman's control. But it wasn't. Because there's a doomsday. There is a doomsday sneaking in there. So. And a delver. And then after that, yeah, there is a delver. Of course there's a delver. There's always a delver. Non-standard. Okay. But after that, what they did was they went and played four rounds. One, two, three, four. Rounds of modern to follow the four Ooh. rounds of vintage. And Fun format. I suppose. That's, <laughs> that's still debatable. We had one player going undefeated there, and that was Mr. DeJong. All right. I should go over him if I can find it. There he is. You can absolutely go over him. Because this is a deck I, I am currently in the works of building in modern. Right, Minus right. a few differences, but he was on Malira and Company. For those of you who don't know, it's the Malira combo list from Pod, from Birthing Pod decks, but with Collected Company to facilitate it instead. Yeah, they're calling it Malira and Company. To 
every it other can lead to a turn three kill. Yeah, every other human being calls it podless pod. Yeah. Although you can only say podless pod so many times before newer modern players are like, what pod? Dude, I don't care about the newer modern players. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, I played Cephalid Breakfast, and there's like, there's no Cephalids in that deck, and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> there might have been at one time. <laughs> okay, let's sit on to the deck. There are 30 creatures. 30. There are four Bird of Paradise, four Eternal Witness, three Fauna Shaman, two Noble Hierarch, a Revelart, a Scavenging Ooze, a Spellskite, a Booster Resurgence, and the combo pieces of four Viscera Seers, one Murderous Redcap, two Malera Silvok Outcast, four Kitchen Finks, and two Anaphens of Kintree Spirit, which is now the third and fourth copy of Malera. Because for those of you who don't know the way they would work without Malera is you sack your Finks or Redcap, it comes back as an X1, you bolster, X1's your smallest thing, it gets a counter. Wash, rinse, repeat. But if you have Malera, you bolster your team infinite. You do? I'm a bit, uh, well, I guess he does have the red cap as the win condition. The one I've been testing doesn't have the red cap. It has a, uh, blood artist in its place. That's just one of the win conditions. I mean, this is actually just mm-hmm. a solid deck that just gets through yeah. things. Instance, we have one abrupt decay, one path to exile, and the ways to facilitate said combo, two court of calling, and four collected companies. Yeah, when you need to get something, you go get it. Yep. Sideboard, we have a spell skite, a voice of resurgence, one anathens of the foremost, two BFT, Burrington Forge Tender, best fucking tech. <laughs> one Eidolon of Rhetoric, three Fulminator Mage, one Intrepid Hero, two Kataki Wars Wage, one Orzov Pontiff, one Kasali Pride Mage, and one Sin Collector. So, some interesting tech here with the Anafenza, Hormos, the Intrepid Hero, and the BFT. Did we leave? No, 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 it came back. All right, my computer okay, we're good. a second. I'm like, what the Keep shit? Keep this in. Yeah, scare everyone. So yeah, why not? I'm gonna go over Lord Stam's Grixis Delver just because I think it's a neat deck. All right. We have four Delver Seekers, two Gurmog Angler, four Snapcaster Mage, two Tassiger, the Golden Fang, and three Young Pyromancer. We have seven Sorceries. Three of those are Gataxian Probe. Four of those are Serum Visions. The Brazers version or the PG version? I don't think you can get the fucking Brazers version yet. Well. You you can't. There there's True. no Bukaki version of Serum Vision. Unless Moda's already has that artwork on of theirs. No, no. Okay, instance we have one burst lightning, one deprive, one electrolyze, one is it command, one Colagon's command, four right. lightning bolt, two mana leak. That's a bad joke, shut up. One murderous cut, one remand, <laughs> two spell snare, a terminate, and four thought scours. We have a sideboard that consists of two blood moon, two dispel, two dragon's claw. Really? What? Dragon's Claw? It's uh, good against Burn. It is. Two is it Satacaster and a gate. Two Shattering Speed, two Spell Skite, and a Threads of Disloyalty. It's good against essentially any red deck, Delver or Burn. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of day one, we are top four because that's what they break to. So, you know, we're going to go to the top four here. Was Dijon with 21 points, Alonto with 15, Talarov with 15, and Ole Rod with 12. So, that's issues. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely somebody just crushing shit. We had a day two started off with three rounds of Dragons of Tarkir draft. Dragons. Dragons. Rah, stab you and stuff. <laughs> um, wait, wait, dragons stab you? I thought they just ate you and cooked you. Dude, they have like horns on their tail. And, or not horns, I guess those would be like sharp scales. This, yeah, those would be scales. Or spikes. They're spikes. Yeah, but if a dragon's taking the time to hit you with its tail... Don't know why it's just not eating you. Because maybe it already had a full meal and it just wants a toy with you. Then cook it. Save it for later. It will after it stabs you like ten times. 
I guess I just had a bad day then. Follow along, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where we're going, though. I, neither do I, because my computer just says no. <laughs> After the three rounds of uh, Dragon computer's Draft. computer's a control player. Right. After the three rounds of Dragon Draft, we had four rounds of Standard. Is there anything interesting in the Standard that we need to talk about, Mike? Uh, no, I mean Jund Megamorph, but it's not really new. It's just green X Megamorph, which is nothing really new. Okay, okay. Unless you wanted to go over that. Not really, I get to know. <laughs> I find it hilarious that they uh, are calling it a Tarka Devotion on this, but we're calling everything else Green Red Devotion. Dude, they're trying to sell this set. It's so ridiculous, the naming convention. But you would have thought they would have called it at the other GPs a Tarka's Devotion. Mm. Magic Online, man. Magic Online. Yeah. It, so, here's the deal. We're going to break the top four. Who was in our top four, Mike? Who was in our top four? Yes. Oh, God. Well, we had uh, Antonio Del Moral Leon versus uh, Jasper De Jong. And we had Magnus Lanto versus Aleska Tellerov. Okay, now here's the thing. In the semifinals, they played standard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move uh-huh. to the finals. Who? Okay, who won there in the semis? In the semis of standard, Jasper De Jong won 2-1 over Antonio de la Leon, and Magnus Lanto won 2-1 over Aleska Tellerov. Sweet. So that's standard. Now, in this tournament, you need to be able to win, like, everything. So in the finals, they played game one was vintage. Ooh. Game two was modern. And luckily, we didn't have to go to game three, so I have no clue what that was supposed to be. It um, probably would have been draft something. Yeah, it would have had to draft real quick. What, two-player drafts? No, I think it actually <laughs> would have been standard. Eh, okay. Uh, but Legacy getting the short end of the stick in this format. Ooh, it might have been Legacy, actually. Who knows? I don't know. Because they had no other Legacy rounds prior. Valid point. Uh, So, Mike, <laughs> who wins this thing, and like how and why and all that other stuff? Well, the winner was Magnus Lanto 2-0. Um, oddly enough, both players were 3-0 in Vintage prior to the finals, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yep. Lanto, uh, won. Turns out that uh, Young Pyromancer is better than Monastery Mentor in Vintage. Turns out it is. I think Cabal Therapy probably had, uh, something to do with that one, though. I think the fact that one comes down so much easier than the other does. The difference yeah, in Yeah, but one gets vintage. a lot more value. The, the difference get in, a lot more out of control. Yeah, but the difference in Vintage between a 2-drop and a 3-drop is fucking ridiculous. Plus, if you're on, if the uh, Pyromancer deck's on the play, they can Cabal Therapy twice before you can even play Mentor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that kind of means like, well, something. Well, that's if we're just going land drop go, land drop go without Moxes, but. Yeah, but who would do that? Anyway, that was our Mox Championship. We are going to take a quick break, and we will be back in one moment. Pittance Podcast is brought to you this week, last week, next week, every goddamn week by the Brainstorm Brewery. Marcel, Jason Alt, Ryan, Corbin, they're holding stuff down with their own podcast over there, which you should absolutely check out. And don't forget to check out the brainstormbrewery.com, where they got plenty of good writers you can go check out for your financial needs. Oh, and you can find this show there. Yeah, this one. The one you're listening to, like if you didn't find it on MTG Cast, like it's over there. So you can listen to it over there if you want. Or at least, you know, go by their page and, you know, check things out and, you know, like, click on the link to us or something. I don't know. Anyway, brainstormbrewery.com. Go check it out. So in the news this week, yeah, I got nothing. I wish we had something. I, I mean, a play mat was announced or something, you know. Oh, for Eternal Weekend. For Eternal the Weekend. Hilarion Academy and... Death Rage. Yeah. Yep. But, um, yeah. 
I mean, it's not like I can show them to you, so. They can look at that themselves. They actually can. You gotta go to like Just game research. Type. Go to game type. Weekend 2015. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, but we're gonna do is, for, we're gonna go over a topic, um, and this is one that, you know, hits home for me, probably does for a lot of you guys, cause I know I, I watch a ton of coverage. As do I. And there's a gap right now. And what <laughs> we're gonna go over is SCG coverage. Versus GP coverage. Now, I don't think anybody's going to argue better than the other. And nobody is going to argue that a Grand Prix is more important for your Magic career than an SCG Open win. No one's going to argue yes. that. That that's a fact. Yeah. However, when it comes to covering these things, <laughs> SCG is a hell of a lot easier to watch. Yeah. You agree, right? By a part. Oh yeah, by by a long shot. Okay. Um Except when they have someone pull a fire alarm in New Jersey, then Dude, or the power goes out in Cincinnati. <laughs> the funny part about the fire alarm one was Reed Duke was playing in the finals and both him and his opponent just left their stuff there I know. as it was towards staying left. And nobody messed with it. Like that took balls. I'd have sat there, I'd have like, nope. It's like it's clear there's not a fire. I ain't going anywhere. Kiss my dick. Uh, but, <laughs> so, I mean, why do you think this is? Honestly, I'm not sure. It should not be like this. SCG should, now, now, I feel like both should have at least as good as SCG's coverage is. But, like, the GP coverage, like, they've been getting, like, Essentially, talk down to about the coverage versus SCGs for what all the past two years almost, probably longer. Oh, you know what's bad? Like a year ago, I didn't think the gap was that far. It wasn't, but recently at GPs, it's, like it's bad. Like, oh, we have bad Wi-Fi. Oh, like there's bad, there's technical issues with the cameras. Oh, there's a new, there's a feed problem with Twitch. It's like, why is your feed problem with Twitch bad, but not SCGs? They're streaming right now too. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, like, look, I don't think it's necessarily the personalities in the booth. Well, don't get me wrong, Cedric is... <laughs> Cedric is awesome in the booth, in my yeah. opinion. He's very good in the booth. I mean, he's very... Patrick Sullivan. I like Patrick Sullivan in the booth. I loved it every once in a while when Chapin would come in. Um, What is the other one? Mateus? Eh. I mean, I like him whenever it's a modern event because he knows a lot about modern. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know that I like him too much in general. Uh, I don't really like him. However, I don't think he's bad for the show. Neither do I. I don't think he's terrible. I, I, I just don't think he's as productive as someone else could have been, but he's probably the most available out of everyone they probably looked at, like Chapin. Possibly. He can't, Chapin can't really do, I mean, he could if he wanted to do it all the time, but that would mean stop playing. And it's, right. he's not going to do that. Well, the other one's just like Matthias Hunt. That's it. Uh, mm -hmm. He's only on there, you know, once in a blue moon. So, so that Cape way he could have filled it. Yeah, that way they get a day off once in a while. Yeah. So he actually. Which they end up, the weird thing is when they get the day off, they probably end up playing in that SCG event that weekend because it's in their hometown. Um, or said close. he played in the Portland one and he was off. Yeah, but he actually 
you know, got there from Seattle, so it wasn't like it was, it was supposed to be in Seattle originally, which is why he probably requested that one off. Fair point. Uh, but I mean, I don't know that it's the personalities because like, I like, no, it's like Randy Bueller's really good in the booth. I mean, uh, yeah. I like Randy Bueller. I like BDM. I mean, when he's on there, it's just like, oh my God, it's BDM. I lo- Marshall's not bad. No. Marshall, especially on limited GPs, like Marshall mm-hmm. is the one I want in the booth. Oh yeah. Like he's part of at those GPs, and when you're at a top eight, or even pro tour, like 16 rounds plus top eight, and it's limited, Marshall is the one you want. Yeah, and limited, Marshall is absolutely, like, he's, you know, top notch. Some of the guys they got, I mean, I've yet to come across somebody where I'm just like, I hate him. You know, so it, you know, it's not the personality that I have noticed when you look at S. I think it's more or less the tech, uh, the technical side, really. That, and you know, there's a way of doing it, too, where, like, SCG, they really push the players forward, and at the GPs, they're more pushing the product forward. Like, they're trying to sell you shit. It's like, look, I'm already, yeah. you know, sold in on watching 18 rounds of Magic here. Like, I'm yeah. I'm bought in. You ain't got to worry about me, you know, not buying your product. That mm-hmm. That's going to happen. And I think it's mainly because SCG's a card store. Not a, selling a brand, essentially. But they are selling a brand. I mean, they're hosting an event. Wizards is pushing Magic on, like, hard onto already Magic players. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like, it, it's kind of silly. Like, they almost it's like we're already watching this for a reason. Like, sure, there's some people on the front page of Twitch joining and seeing what's this, but. Yeah, they're almost dumbing it down too. Mm-hmm. Through the coverage, like it, you know, like it gets at times. Like I, I'm guilty of watching uh, GP coverage with the with the chat muted, so I don't hear any of it, and I'm just either watching TV or listening to music while I watch it because it's just there's times where it's just so simple, like what they're explaining. Right. It's like yeah, I can see what's going on because like they don't. Sure, they'll talk about, like, what's going on, like, what they think the players should do. But, like, with SCG's coverage, when Cedric and Sullivan, Patrick Sullivan, are, like, talking about the game, they're talking about a few turns in advance what certain players' outs are. Yeah. Meanwhile, over at GPs, they're talking about, like, maybe a turn in advance. Oh, I think he should do this. Oh, I think he's going to do this. And it's like, you should just say what you think the obvious play is maybe the second play, and then talk about the next few turns. Because that's really what's important. It's, you know, mm-hmm. they, they have a bad habit of dumbing it down. Um, their yeah. production value, I, look, don't get me wrong, SCG does show the same commercials, and I'm saying commercials, this is a key to this, mm-hmm. you know, ten times. You know, you'll yeah. see the same commercials for Cardboard Crack, and you'll see the same commercial for, you for know, IQs. For IQs and for their, their silly pins. For the next upcoming events. Yeah, and the, uh, game night. And selling Chapin's book and all that. But when you watch MTG's coverage, it's like the same commercial. Also, the difference between the two is with SCG between rounds, they show previous rounds or they show rounds from an earlier event, like one that happened a few weeks ago, the previous week, a month ago. Like, good games of Magic that were captured on previous uh, events. Meanwhile, yeah. with, what does Wizards do with GPs? 
They just show a rotating planeswalker symbol. Yeah, and you know what's bad is like there's been a few times in the past year where they went ahead and they did like the lightning game, where they took a game and they just sped it up so you could watch a whole game in you know a ten minute period. Because you know you're speeding it up. That was good. I enjoyed that. Talk about it. There was enough. Which yeah, that's fine. But like, I still get to see magic. Yeah, like there's between rounds of uh, SCG and rounds of GP. I can't watch anything going around the GP. I'll turn off that stream, go on YouTube, watch some videos, go to a different Twitch stream, and then come back and be like, oh, I missed, like, the first game of this round. Eh. Yeah, and then you're turned off because you missed mm-hmm. that round. But with SCG, say I came in late. They're playing the rounds from earlier in that event, so I get to catch myself up while I'm currently watching what's going on. And even when SCG isn't, and this is a big one for me, it'll say, like, S- we will return in four minutes, 30 seconds. It's like, oh, okay. This is started to do that, but like, there's times where they go over a few times when they come under, which when they don't go to that time, awesome. Earlier magic. But yeah. like whenever it takes well, down to zero awesome. and adds back up another five minutes. Yeah, see, I don't think that's awesome because if you tell me I have really? five minutes, I'm going to go do something for five minutes. And then when I come back and the game's already halfway completed, I'm a little upset. You know, like it's I, a pro and con thing. Like if you're not doing anything, it's better. But if you ha- went away to do something, it's a bit worse because you missed a little bit of it. It's not hard to stall around. You know, no. like you can say, "Look, don't start that round because we told these people five minutes." You know, so you give the people the five minutes. That's not SCG. They wait. Yeah, they will wait. And if now those players reason, with all games and everything. Yeah, if for some reason the it's not done, you know, mm-hmm. and they do need to come back to time when that five minutes is up. You need to get those two in the booth, and they need to ramble about something. You know what I mean? Like, you need to but talk about... Cedric Phillips and Patrick Selvin rambling is a lot better than, in my opinion, any two you could have in the booth on GP coverage. Unless you have LSV in there with with Randy. I don't know. I could sit there and say you have BDM and Randy in there. Dude, those are two historians of magic. They could sit there and talk about magic to no end, and I think that would be perfectly entertaining, but... You gotta, you know, about, tell, uh, LSB out. and do this. What's the one European's name? I'm drawing a blank right now. Matei Zadelka? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, who's always on with, uh, BDM? Oh, uh. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> See? Oh my god. I can't believe <laughs> Whatever. He is like the main dude, dude. He is. That's the word. Yeah, everyone knows. Know. Ah. Uh, like, I'm trying to go over, like, the, the thing British he does dude. at the end. Yeah. The thing he does, like, at the end of staying by, like, I'm blind for Wizard of the Coast. Yeah. At, Jeep. at the beginning of Pro uh, Tour, he's like, good night, good morning, good evening. <laughs> Welcome to the Pro Tour. And God damn it, I can't think you of all know who You all know who he is, even if you can't think of his name right now, like we can't. But him and LSV doing a pun off is probably one of the best ways to kill time. It would Just be- like when it was at... Just like when it was Patrick Sullivan and Patrick Chapin, and Patrick Chapin's going on about, like, lore from the stories about old sets, and Sullivan is just like, are you, are, are you just making this up on the spot? (laughs) (laughs) It was hilarious. Oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's really a shame that the GPs don't have better coverage, because as I started this whole little segment that we're on is, we know that the GP is more important than an SCG Open. The one thing that they need to do, if anything, is just 
get better equipment and make sure your connection to the internet is better. Like, once you get there, test the internet connection right away with the cameras that are going to be covering the feature match area. Uh-huh. If, before you test any cameras, before you test the booth cameras, before you test the recording cameras for deck tests, test the feature match area first, because that's what's going to be shown all the time. Now, they might do that currently, and by the time they get everything else set up, it gets a little bit worse, but, like, when your current stream freezes in a game, or you have audio delays, you have visual delays, you have frame drop, this should be something that, if you're on the caliber of run by Wizards, GP, Grand Prix, Wizards is the one in charge of those. Why is Star City Games, who is a card store, who sells their product having better quality than you? Yeah, realistically, when I'm watching someone in the booth, the words should match what their mouth is doing. And Wizards doesn't always have that going on. No, even while we had our audio troubles early on before the stream started, I was starting to watch some of the Standard Super League. They had a seven-second delay of audio. They tried to restart the stream. It still didn't fix. That's just terrible. I know. It's unacceptable. Like, they hadn't had the matches start yet, but it was, like, the pregame. But, like, if you're going to do in the pregame, that should be, like, to get people ready. People were turned off whenever there's a seven-second delay. People stop watching and don't come back. And if they do come back, it's probably, like, an hour later. It's like, oh, you're still streaming? Yeah, and when things don't match up, it does just turn you off. It's just like, wait, yeah. it, you know, I understand the English language, but I'm confused. Like, you're hearing everything in real time, which is nice, but, like, when you're watching, it makes it hard to watch. Because then you mm-hmm. see people's mouths moving about things you heard five seconds ago. Yeah, it's just... And then when you're focusing on that, you start not listening to what they're currently saying. So let's say right now, Mike, I put you in charge of the GPs. All right. Okay. The first thing I do. What's your fixes? Fix my, the them. first. The first thing I go for is if it's not cameras, it's fit, making sure our interconnect our internet connection is perfect, is spot on, is the best it can be. No frame drops, no audio delays. It's the best you can get. Okay, so your step one is you're upgrading servers. Yes. Upgrade equipment. Okay, that's a fine step one. I I can get behind that step. What's step two? Step two is to fix between rounds and downtime. Because that is what kills... That that can kill players. Like, if you have a round that finishes early, say it finishes, like, at the 40-minute mark instead of 50-minute mark and no one went to time, you have anywhere between 10 to 20 minutes... Of between rounds. Yeah, and let's let's just face it. TV figured this out a long time ago. Like, you know, they want commercials that are entertaining. Mm-hmm. And they also try to come back quicker than mm-hmm. the other shows. Because, you know, once you get somebody channel surfing, they might not come back. More than likely ha- they won't. You have to keep them there. So we need something to keep them there. I like your step two. I'm... I'm with you on step two, what is your step three? Uh, step three. Honestly, like their production level, like their boot in the booth is fine, but like whenever they do deck techs, 
it looks like someone's just standing there with their own personal camera, standing there at the corner of some random table recording. Like your random YouTube video person who goes to an event and asks for deck tech on someone who top-aided. Like, if you're going to do deck techs or side coverage things like deck techs or spotlights in certain decks, don't just have it be one table far off. Have it be a table close by the uh, production booth or the uh, caster's booth because having it right there lets them get back and forth quick and it looks like a, prof- a professional setting. Because like when SCG does their deck text, it's a separate table. It's not close to all the other tables. It has the SCG backdrop. You know that it looks official. Right. Now, I, I will say that, you know, the GP coverage is, well, I'm not, we're not talking about Pro Tour coverage here. Because no. Pro, Pro Tour, Tour coverage is fucking excellent. But you can't, I understand you can't carry that set around with you everywhere you go. No. I mean, I'm not asking that. I'm just talking about like maybe a Wizards of the Coast backdrop or like a GP backdrop. It doesn't have to say the current city, just Grand Magic Grand Prix or the current set backdrop because they probably have at least one backdrop for each current set. Okay, so my step three is going to be completely different from your step three, and this is where my step three would be. And you know, this is my last step. I only get three steps, so my step three would be a fundamental change. In the way they present the game. Uh, I want to hear more about the players. I okay. want to, yeah, I want you to stop dumbing it down and talk to me like somebody who's been playing this game for 20 years. Like, I wouldn't be tuning into a standard tournament. Or at least someone who can follow competitive magic. Yeah, I wouldn't turn into a standard tournament if I don't know standard. Like, if yeah. I don't understand the way these decks work. I'm just not going to tune into it because that'd be a waste of my time. I'm not going to yeah, do like I know how good a Siege Rhino is. You don't have to tell me every time someone plays a Siege Rhino. Yeah, you, you know, you don't have to... Don't try and sell the game to me. You know, sell me... It's already sold. Things. Yeah, sell me the it's other things sold. in the game. You do, you sell know. you the competitive part, the yeah. pro level. Yeah, tell me how to get there, you know, and not, you know, a dumb way. Don't, you know, mm-hmm. make it so, you know, hey, you show up at these GPs, you can sell the GPs even to me in a mm-hmm. different way. Like, you know, there's a lot of things going on around every GP in the country. Mm-hmm. I don't care what GP you go to. There's parties. There's a good time. Oh, it's yeah. a celebration of magic. And that's the point. Like the local, push. like good places around in that city. Talk yeah, about local some eateries. highlights of that city. Yeah, local eateries even. Like, yeah, hey, like, within X, within X miles, like two, three or less miles, here are some good places to eat. Here's some like good, like nice, high level places. Here's some bars. Well, not pro- probably not bars, but like non expensive places to eat. Or if we were in Cleveland, hey, heads up, stores close at five on a weekend. Yeah, on the weekdays, on a Friday like, night. Most it's Friday, Saturday night. Five. Everything's at, the places close at five, except for ones that are five plus miles away. Really? Yeah, you should let people know that. Uh, I, I would just like them just as a fundamental change of how they present the game to the people because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's one thing like, all right, mind you, I'm just going to pull a name out of the air. I, it's not specifically, you know, directed towards him. But like Owen Turtenwald, okay? I don't necessarily know Owen Turtenwald. Good okay? magic player. Good know magic that. player. I know that. I know his name. Every player knows his name. Every player knows he's a good magic player. 
what do you actually know about Owen? Short of the fact that he tweets weird things. Peach Garden of. Yeah, so, like, talk to me. Explain this to me, you know? Tell me some things. Like, I don't know if you got to see the thing on Vice TV about Jacob Wilson. That did more for the game, in my eyes, than all these GPs have done all year. I did not see that. I must see that now. Yeah, Vice News did a 20-minute documentary on Jacob Wilson. Wow. Um, It was absolutely excellent. If you haven't seen it, please go watch it. I will. Um, All right, I'll be right back, Angela. Have fun. Well, wait, 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 wait. Wait, Watch it after the show. Well, you told me to go watch it, so... No, 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 I'm talking to the listeners. They can pause it. You can't. We're still (laughs) recording. I can mute myself. Yeah, but then I'll be talking to nobody. (laughs) So, Uh, but these are the changes I would make, because realistically, there's no excuse for a smaller company like SCG. And look, I get it. GG's Live came in, and GG's Live has improved dramatically. mm -hmm. Yes, they have. They... But they're still, you know, using basically the GG Live model to push mm-hmm. this game forward, and it's obvious at this point it's time for a massive change. Please do this, Wizards. I, I would much rather watch a GP than an SCG, but I find myself watching SCG yeah. Opens almost every weekend when there's GPs on because it's just not good fucking TV. Yeah. And now, some people like watching the amateur levels more than the pro levels, which is SCG's more or less the amateur level, unless some pros show up. Oh, dude, SCG is the. If you're gonna compare them, SCG is the amateur level, GP is the pro level. If you're gonna do a comparison, see, I say AAA and major leagues. Okay. Okay, because it's not amateur level. Like amateur level is like you know, uh, random fucking store in fucking Oklahoma puts up a stream. That's amateur level. <laughs> I'm not talking about like amateur level of like magic players. I'm talking about like the like the NHL. You have the NHL pro levels and then you have their minor leagues, amateur leagues, whatever. Yeah. The majors okay, the majors and minors. The minors. Yeah, it's the minors. Yeah. It's not, you know, pure amateurs. This is the minor leagues. And there's nothing wrong with saying that SCG is the minor leagues because yeah. you know what? There's, there's a, a lot, lot of, of good players on them. Yeah, a lot of good pro former pro tour players. It's kind of funny. They go down for a while. Mm-hmm. They Maybe play an SCG. In the SCG. They begin to get their confidence back. They begin to play well again, and then they translate it back to the Pro Tour. Look at Brad Nelson. The dude fell Look off the Huey face Jensen. of the earth. Well, yeah, Huey just getting the reps in, but like Brad Nelson was player of the year four years ago. He fell yeah. off the face of the earth for a year and a half, two years. He went down to the minor leagues, played in these SCG events, Played in a lot of them, figured out, you know, he left Channel Fireball, which was a big reason why he fell off the face of the earth. But Mm -hmm. he learned a way of playing without having that Channel Fireball group around him to do all the testing and everything. And now he's back on top of the game. I mean, he what, top eight of what, like seven out of his last ten standard GPs? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, Like, went down. You have a 70% chance to top eight standard GP? 70%. It's absurd. He's yeah. the best standard player in the world right now. And, you know, it's... I mean, it's been that, what, at least the past year. Probably All the way year. back to... It was already... Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say watch him at the year. Back in Innistrad block, but yeah. RTR block is when he started to get back up there again. At yeah. least. So, like, you know, you have players like that exactly. go down, they fix whatever's wrong in their game, and then they come back up. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, we need that level there. 
sometimes people like BBD grow up in the SCG one around players who went down like Brad Nelson, get better by playing with them a lot. And look, he won, what, two GPs last year? Yeah, or hell, Jerry T. He made it yeah. to a pro tour, he made a pro tour top eight. You know, because he, he, After he started, <laughs> and he started at SCG, you know, so it's really one of those, you know, we need that there, but at the same time, I've watched minor league baseball and I've watched major league baseball. And you know what? Major league baseball is better viewing in general. Not necessarily because of the players, but just because it's better viewing than minor league baseball. Higher skill levels. Yeah, it's, it's not even the skill level. It's just higher production value. Yeah. You know, your production value should be on your top level events. And I think the GPs and, you know, the PTs are that. So Wizards has no excuse to fall off on this. They need to shell the money out to fix whatever ails them. Now, we have another uh, quick topic we're going to go over. I don't know how quick it's going to be, but we're going to go over it. It'll probably be very quick. And this is testing and tournament prep. And what I mean by tournament prep is not, well, you got to make sure you get plenty of sleep. you got to make sure you eat. you got to do that. No, 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 no. We're talking to you. Making sure you don't forget things like a toothbrush and some soap. It's not even that. If you're staying there. We're talking... Well, some players need that. I, we, they do, but I'm talking more <laughs> along the lines of two weeks before GP. You know you're going to this GP. Okay? Mm-hmm. What do you do to prepare for this GP? Now, I know you haven't been to a bunch of them, Mike. No. One. One. That's not a bunch of them. I've been to one, two SCGs and a GP. Okay. So, you know, you've been to some SCGs. You've probably been to a... And this is all within the last six months. You've been to any PTQs? Uh, I never did regular PTQs back, way back when. I've been been to some PTQs, yeah. Yeah, local stores, but... Okay, I I did not... I've gone to a few IQs about a half hour plus away, but... I have never prepped for a PPTQ. I, I just haven't. Like, the last prep I got, my testing was literally drinking beers and playing Magic Online. <laughs> and I, Sometimes you know what? I drank nowadays. a lot of beers, so it was not good <laughs> testing. But well, it was good beer, apparently. It, it was, it was, well, I don't know. It, it filled my stomach. Couldn't have been bad. Well, you know what? I don't care how bad the beer is. After about beer three, if you get beer three in by, in 45 minutes, so that's, you're, you're pacing yourself on 15 minutes of beer. You can drink whatever after that. It really doesn't matter what it tastes like. But okay, so I'm going to go back to when I used to go to a lot of PTQs and these were the big ones, you know, not the store PTQs. Essentially now a regional PTQ. Essentially, yeah. And I would go to my, when I go to a constructed GP or even a limited GP. Uh, there's some things that I do to prepare myself for these. Uh, one is I get in the reps. If it's limited, say I'm playing in a sealed GP, I want to do in the last month before that GP, I want 10 drafts because, you know, day two, you know, I, realistically, you have to think about day two as well. I want 10 drafts minimum of that set in that last month. And I absolutely want 20 Seals. And I know that probably seems excessive because you're going to go say, well, but then you're going to go open a pool and the pool's going to be shit and you're going to be fucked. Not necessarily true. Like you do see, when you look at the finals of, or you look at day two of a GP that is sealed, you're going to notice a lot of the same names constantly popping up in there because believe it or not, sealed is actually a skill event. 
You yes. can take bad decks and do well with them. And I feel like the more reps I get in and sealed, the better off I am. I also, when a new set comes out, and it's not just because of the show. It's actually because of, you know, my old days of, you know, being a grinder. Dude, I read every card ten times. <laughs> in the spoiler. Like, the day this is the full spoiler is spoiled, dude, I literally read every card ten times. Just, I just want to know what that is. It just read the card over and over and over again. And, then, you know, put it in context. Like, what does this work with? And I start looking at other cards in the set to see if it works with anything. And I try to break it in my head. Because um, you get into a draft, you know, you want to know those things. So, that's that. Now, if I go to a constructed GP, I have my gauntlet. Yep. Uh, find a competent player. This is important. Don't test with chaff. If you test with chaff, you're not going to get good testing in, and you just wasted all your time. Okay, so find the best player that you can find that is willing to sit down with you and do this. And that and, is not yourself. Yeah, never play yourself. That, that's a waste of fucking time. But, you know, find the best player you possibly can to do this. And sometimes you need to find two or three different players because mm-hmm. one player might be good at one particular aspect of the game. Yeah, like, you know, look, I know this dude you is You have a control excellent. player in your store. You have an aggro player Exactly. In your store. I know this Ask guy's both. an excellent aggro player, but he's not a very good control player. So then you got to find a control player to fill that role. But what you want to do is you literally, and this is how I do it, and mind you, I might go excessively, I don't know, but I'm grinding 10 games against every deck pre-board. And my gauntlet is usually about 5 decks deep. So that's 50 games I'm grinding right there. And then, and this is the big one, (laughs) I'm going to do another 10 games with me going first post-board and 10 games with me going second post-board. Because those sideboards will change on whether you go first or second. Mm-hmm. So you have to figure that out against every one of the five big decks in the format, right? I think ten might be a few games excessive, but I still... At least, like, five or six. Yeah. The more the better, realistically, but, mm-hmm. you know, like, if I'm being serious about it... Depends on how confident you are about the matchup. Yeah, like, if you sit down, and, like, you know, I, I've done this too. If I've sat down against a deck and i played the deck, like, okay, right now I'm running Mardu, okay? Mm-hmm. I do not need... You sit down Esper. against Esper. Esper, I would like to sit down more against, actually, because I didn't okay. get the results I expected out of that, so I need to play that matchup actually more because I must have been doing something wrong. But let's just to say I sit down against, like, Ban Heroic. I don't <laughs> need to sit down against that matchup. I know what that matchup is. Mulligan until I get a Crackling Doom. Or a Foul Tongue Invocation, and I win. That, that, that's just how that matchup plays out. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait until I get those cards, and there I go. I win. Um, It'd be safe to probably test that on the draw a little bit more than on the play. Yeah. It, it's actually a very easy matchup, though, for Marty. So. Because do you have Bob Light in the main deck? Or any no, two-drop removal? I, I run Draconic Roar. Okay. Yeah. Because on the draw, that might be able to hit a creature. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, on the play, it's more than likely going to. But. Yeah, I, I run Draconic Roar. I mean, it, it's just a very easy matchup for Mardu. Anybody who mm-hmm. plays Mardu will tell you that it's just like, you sit down, and as soon as they go turn one favorite hop, like, you're just like, I won. <laughs> like, I don't even have to think. I fucking won. It, it's like mm-hmm. 75% favorable for you. Like, you, 
your deck has to fuck you to lose that match. Um, I mean, it's like, you have all the Crackling Dooms, you have Foul Tongue Invocations, oh, and you have Storm Breath Dragons. Those cards just cannot deal with that setup. You know, so, and I, I know myself, I run other ends, and, you know, instead of Heroes Downfall. So if there is an enchantment that's getting on my nerves, like say the one aqueous form in the deck, I just can't, I just get rid of it. Uh, they don't really run anymore. They usually run one of. They've been putting it a lot. Eh, some decks, some of them are still putting it in there. It's, uh, it, but it is a one of when it's in there. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's the only card that might pose a problem for me, and it's like, eh, whatever. So, yeah. So you, you want to get this testing in. This is a big deal. Also, and this is a strange one that a lot of people don't think about, is start prepping your schedule for it if you can. Mm-hmm. Okay, what I mean by that is, don't sit up until 2 in the morning doing your testing. Do your testing during the time of the day that you're actually going to be playing in this tournament. Because believe it or not, it's really hard to play Magic at 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Especially for not a morning person. Yeah, for a lot of people, getting your brain working at 9 a.m. is fucking hard to do. So you have to figure out, okay, how long do I need to be up before I know my brain works properly? That way, when you show up on GP day, you go, okay, after two hours of being awake, I, I can function perfect. You know, hey, I got to be there at nine. That means my alarm has to go off at 7 a.m. You know that. And, you know, playing during those hours, playing at 9 a.m., it's going to help you because I know the first time I showed up at one of these and it was like 9 a.m., I'm walking in there, I'm half dead, and I'm like, i got to fucking play Magic, I can't even think. So, that's something that nobody really thinks about, and I don't think it's a bad idea for most people, you know? Also smart to set aside, try to estimate how much you're going to spend at the event, set that aside, do not touch it. Oh, yeah, financial prep is important. Yeah, and don't be like, oh, I guess I could squeeze a few dollars here for now, and I will, I'll be fine later. No, no, no. Always pack unforeseen expenses into that. Oh, yeah, dude, I take what my I figure on spending, and I just add 200 bucks. Adam. Yeah. I just go, okay, Adam's, I figure yeah. I'm going to spend about 200 bucks while I'm up there. I'm taking yeah. four. Because yeah. <laughs> who knows, you might go out and just get drunk two straight nights. Yeah, like I, you know, like I prepay for my hotel, so that's not considered in my tab. I prepay, I pre-register for the GP, so that's not considered in my tab. But you go, okay, food is expensive. Food is always more expensive than you think, and you look at it, you go, all right, so I'm going to be up there three days probably, because you figure, you know, you should get there Friday. You should get there Friday. You're going to leave Sunday, so you know you have three days there to play with. You have one whole day. That you just know I'm going to be there all day Saturday, no ifs, ands, or buts. Well, you got to figure three meals there. Plus, you got to figure all your other, you know, expenses. That you gas, know. if you're driving. Yeah, gas, you know, cigarettes. Can you take it as you fly. Tolls. Tolls is a big one. Tolls is one that's hard. That's so easy to forget about. Tolls getting back into PA was so expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's why. The I way I took. That's why I didn't do that. $18 to get back in. Just across the border. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because I, there was one at the border and another one right after it. Yep. And they hammer you at that. What I do is I... It was like 12 at the first one and 6 at the next. Yeah. When I, when I was coming back, I got off at Boardman, Ohio. Uh, and I just drove from there back. Yeah. 
because you know I've I've done that whole crossing the border thing from you know one to the other and it's just ridiculous. Uh, that's that's because it was the turnpike. But so like make sure that your tolls are set aside because like I'll go to Philadelphia right and I might have my eighty dollars set aside for fuel. You know, like I know that's 80 to 100 bucks to drive out there, drive back and drive around while I'm down there. I got that set aside. But I also have to think, holy shit, it's $32 from Pittsburgh to Philly. Mm -hmm. So that's another $64 I got set aside. Unforeseen expenses at the hotel, like valet parking, because the hotel we stayed at only had valet parking, which was what, an extra 20 a night? Yeah, that's what I had to pay where I was at. I I was at a different place than you when I went there. So yeah, I mean, not at Charlotte or Cleveland. I mean, yeah, I paid $60 for the weekend. Yeah. Oh, I think, was it 30 a night? It was. It might have been. It might have been, but it was in and I had in and out service. I could get my car as many times. Everyone had it. That was, that was custom. Yeah. That was customary. But you know, you have to think of these things and also. Also charging for water bottles and sensor plates. Yeah. If you're going to the Westin, contact Angela. He'll tell you what not to touch. Oh my God, but I tell you not, not to touch. Oh, <laughs> you get so much trouble when you touch that. Uh, we should have got Buttercup in here to go over about the in-depth don't touch. Look, it's like this. If you see something, a tray on your like table with a bunch of shit on it, there's pressure plates on that tray. So the second you move said bottle, you get charged for that bottle, so you might as well drink it. <laughs> that's <laughs> just hotel. at least three to six dollars. Yeah, that's just hotel custom. Um, it might look complimentary, but it's not. It's not. But you know, then there's there's other little things like you might say, okay, I want a hundred dollars to spend at the hall. Mm-hmm. Go two hundred if you're thinking a hundred. You might see a card that you want that you see nowhere else. You might see a deck that you hadn't thought of and it, you want to build it. There might be an artist there that, you know, holy crap, he did that art. I need that proof. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, those are the little things, you know, for that. But realistically, I want to get into the main hunk of how do I prepare myself to play magic? Uh, the money side of it is, you know, the money side of it. Just bring more money than you expect. That's really the best advice I can give you with that. At least but, 75% of what you think you're going to need, bring at least 75% of that yeah, in addition. Just double it. Um, and, you know, but the actual magic part, you know, with the testing, how deep is your gauntlet, Mike? For new, like when a new set comes out, it's probably the top eight decks. Like for now, it would probably be all forms of Obzon, the Bant version of Megamorph, both blue, black, and Esper control, mono red, red, green, and probably green X devotion. I probably won't test green, white versus green, red. It'll probably just be green, red, and then green, red dragon. So eight plus decks right now. Wow, you're running deeper than I am. I, I would probably run Esper for sure. Um, I mm-hmm. still think even though the numbers aren't showing up like they were, it's still warping the format. Uh, I still think that, you know, people are building decks to beat that deck because... You're going to play against Esper. You're almost guaranteed to play against Esper at least once if you go to a day one standard GP. And you do well, for sure. So, definitely... Or if you get a draw in the early rounds. Yeah. I'm going to play Esper. Uh, I'm going to play against... Probably right now I'm going to play against Abzan Aggro. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be more no, worried about Megamorph. the Abzan Aggro than the Megamorph version. Um, yeah, it's essentially the same. They're, they're so the, similar. The only difference why I would want to do both is because of the slight interaction difference with Deathness Raptor and Den Projector. I, well, I want to have a plan for that, but I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think I need to test that ad nauseum. You know, yeah. like, I mean, maybe once or twice, come up with a plan for it and go, all right, this is my plan mm-hmm. for that. You know, the the, the main well, devotion lists, yeah. or, you know, not the devotion, but, like, Green the Lake. Megamorph lists, like, they top out, you know, three, four, Five, a lot of them. Death, um, Death Ojitai, and I believe some have Whisperwoods and Wingmate Rocks. 
Yeah, I mean, you see different versions, but like I know like green white, they top out at three. So yeah. it's like, you know what? I don't really need to make a plan for that. I can figure a plan out. I don't need to play it to see it. Like, it's like, okay, this It all depends on what deck you're currently playing. So. True, true. A lot of the decks I just want to come up with a plan for, but I'm going to go Abzan Aggro. I'm going to play against Esper. I'm going to play it against the Tarka Red. Uh, I want to Red at all? Because they do have some... Probably not. Parts. Um, I think I'm more afraid of a Tarka Red than I am of Mono Red. I think okay. if I can beat a Tarka Red, I can beat Mono Red. I, I think that's a fair belief. Uh, because I think Atarka Red's just more explosive. Mm-hmm. And so if I can beat that. Mono Red's just more consistent. It has more consistent draws. It does. It does. But it's that's not. It. it doesn't have the big explosion where it goes, boom, I beat you. And you're like, oh, look. I was 18 yeah. this turn. So, like, I definitely run against that. Um, I'm pro- I'm gonna definitely play the mirror. Yeah. Because the percentage points you can get from knowing the mirror is ridiculous. Because most people don't test the mirror. As strange as it sounds, unless you're on one of those big decks. That like, oh, I know my deck. I all know my opponent. Yeah, no, that, that's not how it works. Um, so I definitely want to always play the mirror, and then I'll pick one more deck that I feel is close. Right now it would be Green Red Dragons. Um, mm-hmm. I would definitely want to, you know, give that a run, see where I can gain percentage points in the matchup, and, you know, if something else pops up that looks like, oh, crap, i got to try this, I'm going to try a couple games against it, it you know, matches. Mm-hmm. And if I can win those matches consistently, then I'm not going to worry about pushing the testing any further. Like um, the mirror, if you'll test it, you could be in a situation where you go, give a storm and a thunderbreak region. You go, okay, I'll have you sack one, whether it's through Gautang or Crack Me Dude. And you will sack one, but your opponent sacks together and you don't know what to do. Right. It's I like, wait, why did he do that? This is what, this is what I would have done if I think it's the correct play. Play style is I mean, you can't really test for style, but... There's always variance in situations where you think you should do this, but there's multiple choices in which you should do. So the mirror's always, you should always test the mirror no matter what. I hope I know what I'm saying is a bit confusing. Yeah, I, I, as I was saying, I'm no, 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 no like you sound like a bad robot right now. That's why I said I hope really? everyone picked that up because what you said made I'm a lot of sense. I'm a robot again. You, you turned into a robot again. I hope what he said though, you guys got it because it actually did make a lot of sense and it was good advice. Uh, yeah, you know, there's you, no strings on me. I will say that you want to try literally every. Sometimes you you even if a matchup is close. You know, where you're flipping a coin, you want to set situations up on the board and play mm-hmm. through them. Literally go, all right, you have out this, this, and this. You have this and this in hand. I'm going to have this, this, and this, and I'm going to have this in hand. How do I win from this point? Mm-hmm. And you want Whether it's to, from ahead on the board or behind. Right. You want to put yourself to in that position where you go, okay, what do I need to do to, you know, win this game from this point? And sure, they may be corner cases, but over a long day of magic, you're going to be glad that you have that in your head. Uh, Especially on day twos, where some people who day two won't have tested those corner cases. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's and if you I'm have, that, that could be a huge advantage. That could be the decider of winning 2-0 or losing 1-2. Yeah, it can come down to something as stupid as bowbelighting your own Sylvan Caryatid, where a lot, you know, for a while no one was doing that, and then all of a sudden somebody saw that on camera and was like, holy shit, I never thought of that. It's like, my Corsair can't attack, and I don't even need his Caryatid anymore, but he has his. Right, and it's like, I never... But I want to save this Bowblade for Corsairs, apparently, for some reason. I never thought of that. That's a great idea. Okay, now everyone is implementing that, but, you know, it took somebody Mm. to test a very corner case to come up with that solution. This person cited this in this matchup. I didn't think it was good in this matchup. Maybe I should think about it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, testing Test your sideboard. sideboard cards. Yeah, testing your sideboard. Like I said, I put in twice as many games on my sideboard as I do my main deck. Um, you play more games sideboarded throughout the day than you will without. So yeah. So, but average uh, you play one game per round pre sideboard, and hopefully you play. Well, depends on how that one goes, but you'll play more than likely two rounds or two games of sideboarded. Yeah, I hope this helps everybody out. I mean, you know, it, it's it's invaluable testing. It's invaluable, mm-hmm. you know information I'm trying to give you here. If you can implement it, and I know that I go a bit overboard with it. But I'm not mm-hmm. playing against eight decks, so, you know, maybe I don't go as overboard as I should. Um, if you have your own advice, feel free to post it in the comments when you listen on the Facebook page when you listen to this. Or, you know, let us know what you think you should do. Give us advice, give us feedback on this, because this is something that's important to every Magic player who wants to leave the kitchen table and do bigger things. Oh, yeah, I will literally implement anything that I see that's good. I know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of the things I do is if I'm thought seized to rest, uh, anything where you see my hand, I flip mm-hmm. my cards over in my hand mm-hmm. that they saw, and that gives me, you know, a very quick reminder of this is what they saw, so I need to mm-hmm. play my lands in this order so he doesn't know what I drew. Also, it's also good to know when you should use a discard spell. Yeah. Because some players just say, oh, I can do it right now, do it right now. It's not necessarily the correct play. No, not always. But anyway. If you're on the play against deck that doesn't have a turn one to two or three drop, don't play it on turn one. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to take this any further. Um, yeah. I think we covered. We could go on for a little while, but. Yeah, if you want us to go further into this, let me know. But I think at this point we're beginning to ramble. Yeah, just feel free to message us anywhere through any of our contact information we have. Yeah, but we're going to take a real quick break for uh, one of our sponsors, and we will be right back. Okay, so every week I come on here, every week I tell you, you should order all your stuff from tightgameshot.com. That's T-A-I-T-A-N, gameshot.com. And make sure you let them know that we sent you. But look, this shop legitimately is just like the shit. Modern Masters is coming out. We all know that. Of course, you know, they have a release event. They got, like, a release draft, a release sealed, and that's awesome. But following up on that, starting on May 30th, they have Modern Series Win-A-Box. And they're going to be doing this every Saturday or Sunday for a while. Well, you can win a box of Modern Masters every week by playing Modern. Tell me another store that's doing that with Modern Masters. I can't think of one. I'm telling you, check this shop out. If you're not somewhat local to the Pittsburgh area or Western Ohio or Eastern Ohio, then at least, you know, check out their prices on all their singles and all the other stuff they have. Look, these are good people. They do things right. Win a box every week. Wow. So, Mike, uh, what the hell are you about to do, man? Work and smite. You know, same as last week. Still playing a lot of smite. It currently moved into the official beta. It, on Xbox One, it's quote-unquote closed because the only way to get in is if you get a beta key, but you get a free beta key if you buy the Founders Pack on the Marketplace. So it's not really fully closed. It's like a slightly ajar door closed. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I've been drawing myself there. That's no, cool. not, not fully closed. It's ajar. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, anything else uh, worth talking about? or? Not really. Unfortunately, I was unable to go to Modern IQ this past weekend. Uh, three of my friends went. One did one top eight at it, so that was nice. Um, other than that, yeah, just planning on some Modern Masters 2 drafts and seals this weekend. So doing a midnight draft Thursday at midnight or Friday morning, whichever you prefer. Is that this week? 
Yes. Okay, and is the GPs coming up this week? Is Vegas this week, or is that the following week? I think that's next week. It's the 29th, I believe. Okay, I wasn't sure. So it's I'm the like, following week. I thought, they, is, yeah. I thought they all came out on the same week, and that's what was screwing me up. No, when a set, like, when you do a launch party for a regular set, like on FNM, that's what they're doing for this. Okay. So the quote-unquote launch party would be the GP. Okay, so that's, that's just release day. Yes. They, they do launch parties on release day, man. Uh, think of it like a sneak peek this weekend. Come on. <laughs> My analogies are being shot here. Work with me. But, uh, no, the GPs are next weekend, not this weekend. Okay, so there's actually, like, very little cover for next week. Just maybe an SCG. But, man, it's Memorial Day. Who knows? Um, yeah, I, I really have I mean, what have you been up to? I really haven't been any, up uh, to anything, man. I've been earning money. Well, yeah, that's... Like, that's been kind of the plan, and, like, uh, Sunday I sat in the, the studio area of my house where we're going to be, you know, beginning to record here shortly, and I did a lot of work on this area, so we'll be able to. So, it's getting if, there. If something wants to cooperate. Well, yeah, I mean, I may end up having to go, <laughs> and it really sucks because, like, when I put up the GoFundMe, like, I knew that I was going to need, like, a much better computer to really do what mm-hmm. I want to do. And, but I figure I can make it get by mm-hmm. on what I have, you know, the two computers that I currently work with. But, mm-hmm. you know, it just takes one little, you know, moment to fuck up for that to just go mm-hmm. away. So I'm not really 100% sure on that. Yeah. I may end up having to go to, like, one of those stores where you pay three times what the thing's worth. But you can get get the shit now, you know, on those rental stores. Well, I I have a friend who actually builds computers, and he'll do it for a very reasonable price. He won't overcharge for labor or whatnot. So oh, dude, send I can me have... a list of what you want in a computer, and I can get to him and get a quote on it. Yeah, the thing is, if he says anything over, like, 500 I just can't drop it at once. Well, yeah. that That's kind of where the issue is, and with what I want, like, because I could call Jack, and he would build it for me for free. It would just be a matter mm-hmm. of me buying all the parts. And, yeah. you know, like, it's it's just going to be expensive, and I know that, so... But I'm thinking if I can go to one of these places, I could have, you know, I might have to pay twice what it's worth. But if I only have to pay, you know, $50 a week for it, I can afford that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those, eh, well, I can afford it this way. So I may end up having to do that because, like, once we get in here to leases, I want things to go right. Leases and rentals. Yeah, Ugh. so, so bad, so bad. But, you know, sometimes poor people do what they got to do. Um, yep. But, yeah, what you got. I've been putting in a lot of work here, you know, trying to get this ready. And, you know, because I, I do still have the goal at the end of July, we're recording in here. And we will never not record here <laughs> after that. <laughs> so All right. that's kind of what I've been up to. Uh, do you have any uh, shout outs for people, man? Uh, I'll give a shout out to, uh, John Tan, uh, the owner of Titan. He actually was one of the people who went to that IQ and he was the one who top faded. Um, he was playing the, uh, Malira and company, if you would say, um, that, uh, pod. <laughs> they went for at the, uh, 2014, uh, Magic Online Championships. It was not the same list. There was, uh, quite a few differences, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, Nice to see him going out playing Magic and actually doing doing well. So, well, I expect um, him to do well. He's yeah a solid player. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, shout out to Will him. for uh, you know getting giving us an update on Facebook the other day. Yeah, he's two hundred miles in already. Um, he's kicking some ass, and the weather has been perfect. He said so. Uh, well, can't ask for much more, right? So that's your other than some Aborigines to teach Magic to. <laughs> <laughs> become their chief and invade a pro tour. Right. <laughs> oh. 
I wonder if that's actually one of his life goals now. Who knows with Will, man. <laughs> I just can't wait <laughs> I would to love it back. He was. Yeah, I know. It's already been, what, four weeks without him? Three? Uh, he did it at the beginning of the month, so first week of the so month. Weeks. Yeah, it's like the third episode without him. Wow. Yeah, shout out to him. Go on. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, nope. Okay. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Corey Brown because it's just been a while since I gave him one, and the dude cracks me the fuck up. Like, legitimately, every time he posts on Facebook, I just chuckle. I'm just like, man. <laughs> like, I don't know if he cares about magic or not, but I know he likes food. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It's very obvious by his posts. Um, he yeah. also likes bacon. He does. He does. Uh, you know, it just, oh, it's hilarious. Um, so I definitely have to give him a shout out. Let me give a shout out to, uh, Mr. McFarlane. Um, Seth? No, Travis. Um, oh, okay. good dude. I, you know, he got shout outs on some other shows recently because he played against some other hosts and they got to see how good of a person he was. And we already knew that, uh, yep. uh, all the people in the posse did at least. And, you know, it's, he's just been really cool this week, especially like, you know, he, today he was just like, Hey, what you up to? And I'm like, uh, nothing getting ready to record. I'm like, why? What's up? He's like, nothing. I was cooking dinner and just felt like reaching out and saying hi. And it's like, you know what? That was really fuck cool with you. <laughs> Who just reaches out and says hi? Like, that's a really cool thing to do once in a while um also i need to give a shout out to tangent uh we recorded our episode last week for the uh ims prison you know to push the the hell is this podcast going to be called um public enemies again (laughs) for the third fucking time Um, is the again in there or is it just public enemies it's just public enemies but it's It's not public enemies again no it's the full name it's it's going to be tangent jeebs which those two have always been public enemies and the third member has been always the member who kind of jumped around it was jay boosh and then it was kevy metal now it's going to be tsg apparently oh so that could be someone giving him a chance well yeah i think he'll fit pretty good there because I, look, for anybody who's never listened to Public Enemies, when it comes out, first off, don't let your children listen to it. Secondly, <laughs> very opinionated. You're going to find yourself either on one end of the spectrum where you love these guys or you hate these guys. But from week to week, that can change because, you know, they have strong opinions and they hold to them um, and they put them out there. So, And I think TSG will fit that pretty well. Uh, as long as he's willing to talk about everything they bring up. Uh, I know me and Tangent gave, did a public enemies test run during, our, during the, uh, Ems prison and it was basically like we talked about the whole, uh, rape thing that was going on a week ago that I went on the random out. Yeah. So, and we, you know, we argued about that for a while. So yeah, um, I would recommend when they do get it going, which should be in the next week or two, that, you know, the posse gives it a try because Tangent's always been a supporter of ours and I've always been a supporter of his, man. He's a, he's a good friend. So give that a check out. Um, good dick, sir. Yeah. Yeah. For a second, I thought Will was back. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta keep him in here something. Huh? Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> He's also the one that kept us doing dragons. Right. So if you wanted to get a hold of me, you get a hold of me at Gongsuo on Twitter. That's G-A-N-K-S-U-O-U. Same thing on Magic Online, which I haven't quite been on as much as I'd like in the last week because, like, I've been trying to make money. Um, oh, shit. There's What's something up? I did forget. In a few weeks, it's my birthday. <gasps> and I'm trying How many to, weeks are we talking? Uh, like, a, like uh, two. <laughs> okay. And I'm trying yeah, to talk out, about it when we get there. Trying to figure out what I want to do if I want to throw a party this year or if I just want to sit here and get fucking hammered. 
It won't be the same without Will. It wouldn't be, but that would be like the second year in a row I didn't have the party, and my party has always been like an attraction. And I just don't know if I'm going to do it or not. So, you know, if if I were to throw a party and you local and you guys would actually show up to it, let me know, and I will consider actually throwing the party this year. And we're not talking about, yeah, I'd show up and then, like, don't plan on showing up. No, no, if no. you have 100% plans of showing up at this man's doorstep, you tell him. Yeah, dude, these parties. Not all I'd love to go. go. Like, there's no yeah. joke. The ice, these parties go 24 hours, so, like. Now, would you be throwing it over the weekend? It'd be on a Saturday, yeah. Okay. So, if you plan on going, plan to be gone at least two days. No. If you're not. That's the cool thing about the, my like, parties. House. Honest to God, that's the cool thing about my parties. They last that long, but I have people who show up and leave all day, all night. Like, they'll come, they'll have a few beers, they'll eat a little bit of food, they'll shoot the shit, you know, and then they're gone. And then another group just kind of shows up. Like, there's always... Because if you're out of state and plan on coming? Yeah, well, if you're that. Um, <laughs> there is that, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you wanted to tell me that you was going to do that, get a hold of me at pinitpodcast at gmail.com and an email, and then I'll know. Uh, you can also find me on the imps prison i have like two episodes maybe that i'm going to put out for this season and then i'm going to put take the season to an end it might just be one and then what i've decided to do is i'm not going to do a third season um i know people are going <gasps> what i'm going do you to have do, plans on what to do instead yes what i'm going to do is the imps prison is going to pop up it's not going to be set on a seasonal thing anymore. What it's going to do is just be theoretical, like random. Yeah, like once a month or something, I might just throw one up. I'll just get an interview with somebody. I'll go, all right. Like a more casual side podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a lot more. Something not long enough for, you know, this, but still want to be covered. Right. Yeah. It, plus, you know, like, look, if it's an interview where it's just me and another guy, it's going on the Ips prison. If it's an interview where it's yeah. me, Mike, me, Will, and another guy, then it's going to be on a pips. And, you know, obviously the interviews aren't going to be magic central when they go on the Ips prison. If it's magic centered, magic centered, I'm going to put it on, you know, pips instead of Ips prison because, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, so yeah, I expect those to pop up a little differently. Like if I go to a GP and I take a recorder with me, you know, we might have an imps prison from the GP. Um, I think that's a good place to really do the side type episodes. So it'll be more of a companion mm-hmm. piece to the show rather than, you know, a direct, completely different show. Although I'm still, you know, guys, I'm still going to do the clues one every year. Okay. Calm down. <laughs> we should do a live. With everyone who's coming for GP Pittsburgh to your place, we should do a giant one with a whole bunch of guests there. Oh, trust me, that thought's already crossed my mind. Um, I also would we'll like... probably all be drunk during it, too. Or drinking, yeah. I would like to do one in yeah, Detroit. Yeah, on the verge of getting drunk. I would really like to... Oh, so you're going to Detroit? I, that's the plan right now. Um, i got to talk you into it, and i got to find a third teammate. <laughs> when is it? August? October? Okay. It's late okay, in the year. Okay, I'll have time. Yeah. Okay. So we got to talk Jesse into it, too. Um, Just making sure it wasn't like July. No, I don't think it is. I think it's August. It's team sealed. Um, Jesse will probably do it. Yeah. So I want to do, I, I definitely want to do that. Um, and I would like to have a. Who knows? Will might be back by then. He will not. I already asked him. Ah. So he will not be back. He expects to be back about a month after. So is what it is. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm going to do with the Imps prison. Um, Mike, if people want to get a hold of you, how would they do so? They can get a hold of me on our uh, Pittance Facebook page. We have a Facebook page? How do you find that? We do. It is awesome. You open up the Facebook app on your phone or go to Facebook.com. Then the search bar, you type in Pittance Podcast. Oh, I know, right? 
Yeah, we are. You, me, Will every once in a while. A whole bunch of people that we give shout-outs to. And Corey Brown's food recipes. <laughs> a lot of bacon. Lots of bacon. There's talk. a lot of bacon and brews, both beer and magic brews. Yes, there is. Uh, good magic discussions there. <laughs> you know, good pack one, pick one. Uh, things good like news, that. Like, things that we'll end up covering during the week pop up there before we record. So Yeah, and we got that one guy. Like, what? Who's that one? We have that, that one guy? guy who keeps insisting on talking about fucking Hearthstone on there. I know, right? I'm like, dude, I hate that game. Why is it on my page? I mean, Killer won $3,000 playing it about a week ago. Dude, I should so put it in the code of conduct that we don't talk about Hearthstone. (laughs) (laughs) This is a magic page, damn it. Magic and food and beer. Magic, food, beer, and politics. Not fucking... (laughs) Which we don't talk politics either. No Hearthstone and no raccoons. Yeah, no Hearthstone, no raccoons. Don't be a dick. All that good old stuff. So where else can they find you, Mike? They can find me on the Twitter. On the Twitter. The Twitter. Do you do the tweeties? <laughs> I do the tweeters. <laughs> oh, you don't do the tweeties. I no, eat tweeties I, for I, breakfast. <laughs> I am a tweeter. <laughs> they are the tweeties. So uh, that is you a at <laughs> <underscore> Mike. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't already obvious, yes. <laughs> Dude, the, the bad thing was, like, I was like, why do people call them tweets? They should just be twits. <laughs> you know, it's like... Well, they are all stupid most of the time. Most of the time, it's true. But uh, Huntmaster underscore Mike. Yep. Okay. Uh, I haven't been on MTGO a lot. Uh, I'm hoping to get back on there. Something's wrong with my computer, and it won't load the app, and I've tried uninstalling it and reinstalling it, but there's always one thing that never uninstalls, so it stays corrupt. So i got to try to figure that out. Um, but ooh, if I somehow ooh. pop on there soon... I know how to I, do it. I, Okay, just tell me. Uh, my MTGO name is at MTGXMike, and we have a pit ins, uh group on uh, clan on MTGO. There are 14 wonderful people in there, last I checked. 15. 15. Ooh, ooh, we're growing. Yeah. Getting there. Making it up. We've got over 500 packs between those 15 people, though, so, like, we're waiting. We are making our way downtown. Downtown. We might not be walking very fast, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Fuck it. If you want to join, message Angelo. He's on there. Yeah, yeah. And can't you owe you. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you just said. <laughs> you like, I spelled your name. Oh, okay. It was it, it roboted on you. Haha. <laughs> Damn it. I think I'm like, I'm not a robot. Robotted. I swear, I'm a real person. I, gotta I am a real game. person. He swears he is, but uh, I don't know. I, you guys are hearing it. Um, God, I no can't wait till we start recording here. I so can't wait till we start recording here. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> anyway, next week what we're going to do is uh, we're going to go over the SCG event if there is one. If there isn't one, we're going to ramble. We'll definitely come back with a show, that much I can tell you. Uh, Mike's going to be playing some Automasters. Uh, I have to work Saturday. I, I have to work Saturday. I'm not going to get off till like 3, 3.30, so... I'll probably find my way down to that shop, but I don't know if I'll actually be able to play. There'll probably be drafts after the sealed, so you're, you're probably good. Yeah, probably. Um, but until, until the midnight midnight draft. What day is that? Thursday. Thursday at midnight or Friday morning, whichever you prefer. Um, okay, so if I have to work Saturday, you think I really got Friday off? Eh, my I never know. My day starts at five thirty a.m. Like that's when I like get up for work, and I'm at work by six thirty. Um, I can't draft at midnight and then make it to work. Well, you can if you don't sleep. Yeah, my job does not allow that to happen. <laughs> like, it's it's an impossibility. But, hey, until next week. It's cock or nothing, people. Have a good one, folks. I'm sorry about the recording quality tonight. <laughs> I, I swear. Go fuck yourself.